Hey everyone, Rodell here, and in this episode of High Power Play, I'm going to give you an interesting scenario concept that you can implement in virtually any Exalted campaign. I call it the contest. The contest is a scenario I conceived of that you can incorporate into virtually any Exalted campaign or even be the basis of a new one. But I think it works best as a starting story arc for new GMs and players. It can even serve as an explanation for how your players know each other if your group is too lazy to work that out themselves or would rather roleplay meeting for the first time. While some adaptation is required, this concept can work for any exalt type and in any direction or even beyond creation. I am running a variation of this campaign concept at startplaying.games for $15 a session. The first two sessions, including session zero, will be free. If this sounds like something that interests you, please check out the Start Playing Games link in the show notes. I'd appreciate it, and it goes a long way in helping support this podcast. Thank you. The core concept is that your players are participating in a series of contests like the real world Olympic Games. Contests would include gateway and martial arts tournaments, sorcerers demonstrations, chariot races, gray hunts, obstacle courses, etc. Virtually any ability in the game can be made into a public contest of some sort, so it's easy to find something for all of your players to do regardless of build. Like the real-world Olympic Games, there would be opportunities for espionage and political intrigue, which I tend to prefer to run in my Exalted campaign. Here are some examples of ways you could adapt this scenario depending on the location and Exalt type. The Festival of Heroes Held in the city of Great Forks, the Festival of Heroes is a celebration hosted by the three gods that rule the city-state. The contests held during the Festival of Heroes are open to anyone who is sponsored by a member nation of the Confederation of Rivers or receives patronage from a notable deity of the scavenger lands. As the name implies, the Festival of Heroes is a celebration of the River Province's independence from the realm and the great heroes who have fought to preserve it. As most of creation's heroes are exalted, or at least god-blooded, these games are open to all regardless of supernatural status provided they are at least partially mortal. Keep in mind that in 3E canon, Lukshai is more overtly hostile to Anathema than it was in previous editions. How you want to handle that fact is up to you and your table. The reasons for entry into the contest of the festival can be varied. Marukani tribes may wish to show their horses off to prospective buyers. Martial arts dojos may participate to demonstrate their school superiority over the competition and recruit new members. Sorcerers and craftsmen could showcase their talents to prospective clients. One thing to note is that in 2E canon, Great Forks suffered significant military losses over a decade from the present day. Great Forks could use the festival as a means of discerning viable prospective recruits for its military. Possibly Great Forks is even considering recruiting some of the newly returned Solar Exalted, or an alliance with Mahasuchi. Lukshai could be sitting its finest to participate in the games, specifically with the intent to outperform the anathema and prove that Lukshai is more than capable of protecting Great Forks from potential threats. Your party's goal would therefore be to win the hearts and minds of the people of Great Forks and perhaps all of the scavenger lands, using the festival as a pretext. Another angle could be that the Walker in Darkness seeks to sack Great Forks, possibly to upstage his rival, the Mask of Winters, and or frame him for the act resulting in the River Province forces allying against him in Thorns. 
This puts the players in the precarious position of deciding whether or not they wish to ally with one Death Lord to stop another. The Dynast Games The Dynast Games is an event that occurs every few years where dragon-blooded throughout the realm compete for prizes and glory. Each house takes turns playing the role of host, so the games could theoretically take place anywhere on the Blessed Isle. While extremely expensive to run, the games are the perfect opportunity for the hosting house to show off and gives them a home team advantage, including numerous spies and saboteurs placed amongst the staff to help organize the contest. The Dynast games strictly allow for only Dragonblood to participate, and non-Dynas can only register if they have a patron from one of the Great Houses. As such, pretty much every participant is representing one great house or another. Cadet houses and lost eggs have much to gain from performing well in the games, which can lead to alliances in the former case and adoption in the latter by the great house that sponsored them, or even a rival house that was impressed by their performance. One little known secret, even amongst most dynasty scions, is that the games are rigged. Houses tend to negotiate behind the scenes to ensure that their science perform best in games that their house is known for. It would not do, for example, for no Catholic science to manage the top three in the martial arts contest, so House Catholic might bribe members of House Regar and Newman to preoccupy their best fighters to be assigned to other duties when the games are set to begin. This version of the contest scenario obviously works best for a realm-loyal, dragon-blooded campaign. That being said, it wouldn't take much to create a look-shy variant or make this a lunar-focused campaign involving infiltration of the realm if you want to be really ambitious. Insert Satrapy Here Games Virtually any potential satrap could hypothetically be running a series of games for a variety of reasons. One scenario is that the ruler of a satrapy could be facing the threat of being assert by the local satrap who favors replacing them with an ambitious but more pliable relative. The goal for the satrap would be to make the potential usurper and those they sponsor look good in the games to get more powerful local players on their side. This would allow the satrap to potentially remove the current ruler from power without committing too much of their houses on resources when on the precipice of civil war. There are several possible reasons why the satrap is doing this. In the case of my game, House Thesis and House Sinus are doing this as part of their alliance to overthrow the Tricon in Chiaroscuro for tactical reasons. They believe they can seize control of the entire South and its economy by strategically maneuvering against certain notable satrapies, including Chiaroscuro. Another justification could be that the local ruler has simply refused giving tribute or isn't paying it in full, which is explicitly stated to be a common practice in light of the Empress's disappearance, and more houses diverting their military assets to the Blessed Isle. The satrap may not even have the approval of their house for doing this, and this may be the only hand they have left to play to keep the local ruler in line. Whatever the reasons, this is a good opportunity to see some secret dragon-blooded to be sponsored by the usurper to participate so your players are here to even the odds. Their exact relationship with the legitimate ruler is up to you. He or she could be completely unaware of your player's manipulations at the behest of the Cult of the Illuminated or for the sake of the Silver Pact's quest for vengeance. Lunar Council Competitions a series of competitions would be a great form of entertainment during the Lunar Council. 
it would also serve as an opportunity for the players to interact with multiple Lunar Elders. I also think this is great content for some of the more remote Lunar Dominions in creation, such as Mahalanka and the Sunken Luth, who due to their geographic location are under no imminent threat from any notable enemies. There are several political topics that could be used as a political backdrop for this campaign, including the rivalry between Mahasuchi and Rakshi, the Silver Pact's strained relationship with the Shadowfang Vanguard, and what to do about the return of the Solar Exalted, or offers of an alliance by the Gold Faction. Beyond Creation A First Circle Demon, the Gods of Yushan, the Raksha of the Wild, or even the Dual Monarchy of Stygia could be hosting a series of games for any of a number of possible reasons. I've never done a campaign that focused on any of these locations, and with the exception of Yushan, don't see myself doing so anytime soon, so I don't have any suggestions to make here. That being said, I think this would work especially well if your players were in abyss or all abyssals serving under one Death Lord if you wanted to do an abyssal campaign that involved intrigue amongst the Death Lords themselves. Not exactly my cup of tea, but I could see the appeal. Example Contest You can make a contest about virtually anything using some variation of the opposed role rules found in the core book. Extended roles work well with any kind of race using athletics, riding, or sail, for example. Note that players with dots in craft, larceny, or stealth could also potentially sabotage certain games even if their abilities wouldn't make them eligible to participate. Lunars or solar skilled in larceny could, for example, even take on the identity of someone on the opposing side and throw a contest. I have listed here some examples of the more interesting ideas I've come up with. Racing Contest Even if only one of your party members have sail or ride, this contest can involve your entire party with the other players operating as members of a ship crew or riding along in a chariot. If you're doing a campaign in the Hislanti League, the race could involve airships instead of boats, or if, this, if in the south, you could use sand sailing ships. The goal would be for the party member with sail to do a wits plus sail or ride roll to avoid any obstacles including booby traps set by contestants. Other threats could include an air elemental kicking up a dust storm to reduce visibility, or a water elemental churning the waters. Both could be represented mechanically as penalties to the sailor or rider's roles. Other party members, if they have any ranged attacks, could strike at any potential targets, including other contestants. Or, if barring that, could roll athletics to leap on an opponent's vessel and wreak havoc. I wouldn't bother with the standard sailing rules. Your vessel should have hull with health levels, though, and if hit three or so times, the vessel stops dead in its tracks, causing the players to lose the contest. Obviously, the assumption here is that this is some sort of long-form contest that occurs over the course of a few miles, hence why spectators and referees may not always be present to witness cheating either by your players or the opposition. Sorcery Contest In this scenario, the contestants perform a work of sorcery before an audience. Players can cast any spell they know and creatively describe how they are using it. I had one player use Stormwind Rider and describe their character throwing multicolored sand representing the elemental dragons on the ground before picking it up with their dust devil. Another player summoned a wood elemental that blossomed flowers. Give the players three die rolls to accumulate the necessary most to cast the spell. 
I wouldn't worry about the difficulty of the specific spell as that may encourage players well invested in sorcery to pick a weaker spell guaranteed to go off in place of another one. Just assume they successfully cast it regardless of how many motes they actually accumulate in the three die rolls and judge their performance based on how many motes they successfully got. The player NPC that got the most successes wins. I only bothered to describe one NPC for the purposes of the contest and I only had them roll. So it was basically all the players versus that one person. The assumption being that no one else stood a chance. Martial Arts Contest Although this can be represented in-game as a martial arts contest specifically, you can allow players to replace martial arts with melee and brawl since it's unlikely you have more than one or two martial artists in your group. In general, you'll want to be flexible about die rolls when you can so as many players can participate in a given contest as possible, not just in this case. The best approach here is, rather than using the actual combat rules, your player characters will make an opposed strength or dex, whichever is higher or makes sense for their martial arts style, and martial arts, melee, or brawl roll against the opponent's roll, and if they get more successes, they win that match. If the person that the player is going up against happens to be someone narratively significant, such as maybe a rival or someone who they seek vengeance on, you can make it three or five rounds as needed and have them sort of role play by antagonizing one another while the match is ongoing. And that'll be all for this episode. I will put details on how to reach out to me in the show notes. And I look forward from hearing from you guys again.